welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a lovely week. This week's interview is with Kyle Galvin, who is a longtime friend of mine and an incredible fashion photographer. We've known each other for a really long time and it was so nice to chat with him. I will say that we had some technical trouble um, before we were recording this, so we ended up having to record the audio just with our laptops mics, which actually I think sounds fine, but I just wanted to let you know that the audio is slightly different this week. The other thing I wanted to say before we jump into the episode is that I am currently holding a little giveaway if you leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So all you have to do is go onto the Apple Podcasts app, scroll all the way down to leave a review and then leave a review for the podcast there. Once you've done that, take a screenshot of it and send it to me on Instagram, which my handle is at Olivia Bossert. And if you do that within season two, so this is season two right now, um, I will be entering everyone into a hat and pulling a name out and the person that gets pulled out will receive a 30 minute free coaching call with me all about their fashion photography career. Um, Leaving reviews really helps me get boosted in the Apple podcast charts and it helps other uh, photographers like you find me on the podcasting app so it would be really really appreciated if you do that I would be forever grateful thank you so much I hope you really enjoy listening to me and Kyle have our chat hi how are you hey I'm good I'm good Uh, how are you doing I'm good we've been a bit stressed because we've had lots of technical trouble trying to get this to work but we are rolling with it if the audio is different guys it is because I'm not using my mic I'm just using my laptop's mic because this is the way we're going to roll today. <laughs> we're just going to get you the content you need. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Kyle, tell us about yourself and how you got into photography. Uh, sure. Um, basically, I was like, discovered it at 15, started working with model agencies when I was like 18, just testing. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the term testing, it's when... Um, you, you and maybe like uh, you work with a model agency and you're kind of shooting with the model in exchange for your portfolio so that they can get a wide range of images and the wider breadth of a portfolio and the more looks they have to like showcase to the client, higher chance of them getting booked. Um, then uh, I went to uni to London College of Fashion in 2012 and then I think graduated in 2015. And then uh, afterwards, uh, I worked in retail for a year and then started working with influencers and then brands started noticing me. And now it's kind of just naturally progressed, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, because you and I have known each other for a really long time. Like when I used to be the editor of Atlas, that was kind of how yeah, yeah, yeah. we met. And you've worked with influencers for a really long time, like longer than anyone else that I know of, what made you start working with them and go down that path? Because I read an article by, um, I think it was, it was either by Anna Winter. I think it was like an Anna Winter article, which was like, you, people need to find the next wave. And mm-hmm. when she put celebrities on the cover of magazines, it was very like a new age and it was, it was a new thing that no one else was really 
doing. Yeah. Uh, it was all very traditional models. And then uh, I read an article via ASOS and it was all about how they kind of like try and scout up and coming celebrities to get on the cover. Yeah. Uh, because they had like really big stars on their ASOS cover and they're like, how are you doing this? And they're like, oh, we're just trying to like, we scout at the right time. And then I remember they had like Jennifer Lawrence on the cover as she was like being Oscar nominated. And it was just yeah. good timing. Um, so then I basically was like, right, what is the new wave? And then this was probably like, I don't know, five, it was five years ago. Mm. Um, and uh, I saw like a billboard poster of um, uh, Zoe, uh, Zoe South, known yeah. as Zoella Lime. And um, it was like the Google made for you ads and it, she had like 6 million subscribers. And then I was, did some research and found Gleam and mm -hmm. discovered this world of like fashion bloggers and YouTubers and influencers. And so I just started reaching out and shooting some. And it was kind of just at the time, I think it was becoming a bit more mainstream, yeah. maybe you can say. Like it definitely wasn't to what it is now. Like everyone knows what an influencer is now. And everyone, like so many people want to be like, oh, I aspire to be an influencer. Mm. And there's now influencer budgets and it's an influencer strategy and it's a whole ecosystem. There's a whole job role now is just someone working as the influencer marketer at most brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At brands, you'll have like the PR and it'll be like PR and then you have like an influencer PR and mm. it's like a whole, you have your celebrity PR, influencer PR, do you know what I mean? It's all categorized now. Um, so yeah, if anything, I kind of was like, felt like I was, I always think I was like a little bit late, but I think maybe I was kind of just like at the right time. Where it I started. think you were. It was like, it wasn't too early. I mean, it was more like, um, at the time it was starting to become more commercialized and mm. people started to big brand. It was like Vic, I shot with this blogger called In The Fro, uh, she knows Victoria McGrath. and then. Uh, after shot her very shortly after she sort of uh, became the face of L'Oreal and it was things like that so they kind of it uh, it was just at the right time yeah yeah, yeah. It was, it was time. and and how do you think that working with the influencers like Zoe Sugg, Zoella and Victoria McGrath in the fro helped your career? Um, I think uh, just in a huge ways. I mean, Vic's one of my best friends. So like mm -hmm. uh, having someone that, you know, you're really close with and you can like chat to and um, we always try and like share you come with ideas. With yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of like you'll share sort of brand opportunities or you'll share like press opportunities with each other. And we've done loads and loads of different projects like with Ted Baker and Glamour Magazine and uh, different things like that. And then um i guess also another thing is obviously you know now like so when i worked with zoe it was on uh the ColourPop cosmetics campaign so ColourPop's like a big Cute. makeup brand yeah particularly big in uh america mm -hmm. uh i think like probably it's i'm pretty sure i saw it was ranked as like number two one of the most visited sites in america wow. for makeup and uh under like jeffree star and then um it, uh, she basically was she had a collection of ColourPop and I think because like we had a lot of mutual friends and you know she had seen what I'd done before she could trust that I could like obviously um, handle the production level and what they needed to bring onto set so um, and I, I think it's probably I guess 
maybe not just them two exclusively, but perhaps it's, it's just like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's very like old school in terms of, obviously you've got like, people have huge Instagram following say, oh my God, yeah, you've got all these followers. Um, but it's still, it's still word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. If you work with someone, they're like, oh, I worked with someone and like, I really liked them or I think you'll really like get on with them well. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of that thing. So I think, um, but they def- definitely helped loads because you work with, you know, and, and still picking the right influencers that, you know, you're like, okay, well, they work with certain brands that align with the brands I like to work with. Mm-hmm. And um, you've still got, you're still, you know, strategic in that sense. Um, yeah. It's about building relationships in the right places. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's, um, and I mean, I think it'd be harder to do that now, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know. I think it depends who you were going for. Like there are definitely influencers who are on the up still now who might be looking for photographers to collaborate with. Um, I wouldn't try and approach Zoe Sugg now if you were just getting started and be like, hey, I mean, you could. There's no reason, but yeah, it's easier to break in with others. um, But yeah, you've just kind of, I think that's the thing is finding like that sort of, especially if you've just come out of uni or Mm -hmm. it's finding those people like are oh, like they're like up and coming or whether yeah. it's it's in everything whether it's celebrity whether it's a musician whether it's anything like that yeah um, we want to grow together no. yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure mm-hmm. so one of your most recent jobs was with marie claire uk and you yeah. photographed leonie hey is it han is that how you say her last name yeah leonie han. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um she's like yeah powerhouse Talk to me about that because I know I know the story, but not everyone listening will know the story. And it sounds like it was a very crazy day. Yeah. So basically, I met Leonie at um, my friend Victoria's wedding, and Leonie is definitely she's like I mean, for Fashion Week, I just saw recently she was the top converter of influencers across Fashion Week, uh, Fashion Month of the whole month. She was wow. the biggest converter on sales, on tracking, on item uh, rises, spikes in search, search results for whatever she was wearing, because she is just absolutely crazy. And then basically, I've got a stylist friend who is a contributing fashion editor for Marie Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie Claire is now just online only, so it wasn't yeah. a print story. And to be fair as well, I think a lot of magazines are now pretty much online only glamour is pretty much they have like a biannual issue but they're like they're pretty much online dominant um and yeah so we i wanted to do a fashion week story and like she's got a really busy schedule and uh so literally i think we had we had three hours on the day to shoot her but obviously hair and makeup takes an hour yeah uh, if not more and you're setting up like my assistant is setting up for the shoot and stuff so we had two hours to shoot. I think we shot seven looks. Oh my God. And we had to make sure as well we shot some looks. Like we had, to, the last look we had to shoot was this Valentino look. And I think we had literally, we got it in like three minutes because we were also doing video as well because there was like a video element I really wanted for the shoot as well. Oh my um, God. And that was with a good friend called Dan French, who's like an amazing videographer. And yeah, it was because basically it was in between her fashion week. So she mm-hmm. had shows she had to go to. So she missed out on one show to do the shoot uh, in the middle of the day. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it was it was actually really like. And you turned it around in 24 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we turned it around in 24 hours. 
and um, because it had to go live on the Monday because it had to still be relevant for Fashion Week. So we shot it on the Saturday. I retouched it all on the Sunday and then Dan edited the video and then everything was submitted and the article was written for the Monday and then it went live on the Monday. Um, yeah. Because I, I remember we, watching you like sharing the stories from behind the scenes on the Saturday and then the story yeah. was live on the Monday and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, like, you yeah, did that really so fast. It did like 12 images. Yeah, it was really, really quick. It was like, it was tough because it, it had to be um, relevant for her because she yeah. was only in London at a certain point and we shot it in a London hotel and mm. um, and it was, it was really difficult to organise as well because obviously you're trying to secure wardrobe there were and it was like difficult to secure um clothing because they were either out or on loan mm -hmm. and i think there was like a vogue shoot on the same day so some stuff was out on loan for that as yeah. well uh and then i saw that on another like uh person i know stories that they were styling this vogue shoot and i was like oh like that's where like some of the that's clothing, where the clothes like, are was, how far there. in advance did you know about this shoot um I think I like we pitched it maybe like three weeks in advance and then we were kind of like negotiating and working out like schedules and stuff and then we had like a real week to like actually turn it around yeah. so that was getting the hotel wardrobe assistant booked lighting um which was like like it was fairly simple lighting um and then it was like uh get all the questions ready and then work out like and then we were waiting on like hairstylist confirmation because we were we had like a celebrity hairstylist who was like initially we wanted to ha be doing it and then last minute he had to do show prep mm -hmm. so then I had to get like sort out my like hairstylist replacement in 24 hours as well mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah yeah it was really like <laughs> it was Talk to me about pitching that as an idea to Marie Claire, like, because I know that a lot of people listening have never done that before and they've never necessarily sent a pitch like that to a big magazine. Talk to us about that process and how you went about doing that, if that's something you are uh, about. Well, I WhatsApped my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's I all said, about relationships. Hey, let me see if I can find the WhatsApps. One sec. If you want the... <laughs> It doesn't have to be the actual specifics if you don't want it to uh, be. I mean, I think I literally was like, oh my God, I've got an idea for a story. <laughs> like, okay. can we shoot Leonie Hand for Mary Claire? And she was like, oh my God, I love it. And then it happened. <laughs> that was it. Uh, I love that. So that sounds like, that's not like probably what you want to hear. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's good because it just, it shows that, you know, it's so important to build those relationships with people. And that is why testing is so important because, you know, is it Sarah? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. So the stylist yeah. is called Sarah Harrison. Yeah. So she styles like uh, Emily Attack and Joel Demet, mm -hmm. who um, both have been in the jungle. <laughs> uh, Emily won I'm a Celeb. And so she does a bit of, um, yeah, but I was like, hey, like, um, can we, yeah, I can't find the message. But basically I was just like, Hey, I've got this. So basically, I, yeah, I've worked with Sarah uh, in a couple of times in 2019. Mm -hmm. And again, just reached out on like Insta because basically I was at a French Connection event 
and I met these twins, these like Asian twins. Yeah. And they were just so cool. And I was like, I need, I need, I need to shoot you. So I had like a big day where I just like did a big test shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, Sarah, do you want to style it? Like, I think it could be really cool. Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we worked together then. And then um, we worked together again on, because I, I don't really try to test much. If I test, it's because I need something in the portfolio. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so expensive. Because yeah, when I do is. a test shoot, it's at the same production level as I would do a campaign. Yeah. So I, you're putting thousands of pounds into, it costs thousands of pounds to do a test shoot. Yeah. Well, for, for me at least. Yeah. Because um, I'm renting, obviously, like, the studio's location. Um, obviously, the team are doing it. But then, like, I'm covering catering. Uh, yeah. I usually have catering on, like, set. And then I'm covering my assistants. Like, I have to pay the assistants. Yeah. Um, I have to pay for the lighting. Yeah. Um, Oh, I can be proper spenny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just through that relationship. And then basically, yeah, I just kind of... And then was there, a, there must have been a conversation with the editor to get approval for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's when, like, Sarah went into... Uh, she, because she obviously, she had a meeting with Marie Claire. Yeah. And then she was like, hey, we want to shoot Leonie Han. And uh, to be honest, it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They were like, we'd love to because... It just happened for timing. Yeah. They had just done New York Fashion Week, like street style roundup as well, funny mm. enough. And um, Leone was like the website banner. <laughs> so it's like, it was a no brainer for them. Like, yeah, we definitely want this. And then funny enough, um, actually, let me, because this is quite a recent, let me find. So we shot Leone in like a Valentino blue feather yeah, dress look. And feather dresses... Leone was 177% up on searches for further dresses after she wore it. Wow. Yeah, that's search increase, the search increase online, this was via list. I uh, just kind of got the stats here. How um, strategic do you think you get about the jobs that you pitch to brands? How much research do you do ahead of time? Are you just like naturally gifted at being very clever about finding people? Or do you, do you get very strategic about what you do? Uh, how, how do you mean? I don't know, like knowing that, well, first of all, knowing who Leonie Han was, knowing to go after her and want to photograph her. And then yeah, yeah. getting, getting all, I don't know, I feel like you're, you might not even realize it. I feel like you're very clever at knowing what's on trend, who is the best person to photograph, A, for the brands and the magazines, but also for yourself, to push yourself forward. I feel like you've always been good at that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's like, yeah, like, it's, um, it's not, like, just random. picking by random. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely, like, I will, I'm on, like, Twitter, Instagram, models.com, like Google, like I'm on everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just take it in like a sponge. And usually most things I would say, like I've seen or, or like, I would find if someone's like on the rise or someone's like doing really well, it's usually quite rare that uh, I've not come across them. Yeah. If I'm like, yeah, if I'm like, if I find someone, I'm like, and they're like a huge sort of like doing really well. And I'm like, oh, I haven't come across this person. Usually that's quite rare. Usually I'm quite on it for like, this person's cool, this person's cool. Like someone I think is really cool who I definitely would love to shoot is Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. Because she is like, 
because uh, she's partnered with Derek Glasberg and now they're like she's like sort of like the fashion girl at the moment of like mm. the that young influencer do you know what I mean like that sort of um that sort of like cool girl of the moment uh so and she's done like a cool Calvin Klein campaign and um cover of Jalouse magazine and things like that so um yeah no I'm 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 pretty on it for like knowing who I want to like go after yeah um, and when you spot someone yeah. that you want to work with like someone that you've uh-huh. seen how do you then go about getting in touch with them and um stuff it varies I mean like so Leone basically I uh, this all sounds so unprofessional I'm super professional but I just dm'd on Instagram and then up uh, because I like obviously I'd met her at like my friend's wedding yeah and then I was like hey like I've got a cool shoot idea because also if I'm approaching someone with an idea it's going to be so this all sounds a bit like oh I just text my mate or I just did this to my yeah, mate it yeah. sounds like leveraging connections but basically yeah I dm'd her I was like got this cool idea and then I'm once I've got an email address I'm super formal so and to be fair um quite a few people usually will say like oh you I write quite good I think I'm quite good at writing emails like so I'm very very like I'd send a brief I structure the email into right this is what's happening this is the coverage bam 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 this is what you're getting out of it this is Mm -hmm. what they would like um yeah yeah yeah. it's so it's it might start off with like i'll send a text or a dm or i've like got an idea get an email address and then send an email yeah when it's executing it everything is super professional super covered Mm -hmm. down to if they if they need a taxi covered i'll I'll cover the taxi like Mm -hmm. it will it's all very super but yeah no it's definitely like strategic like i have a list like a Google Doc of brands I'd like to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will spend time. And to be honest, that's something that it's really, really time consuming to find like the right producers at brands, the right half the that's half the battle. The half yeah. the battle is finding the right person to talk to. Yeah. But uh, how do you do that? How, I, how do I do that? Oh, okay, easy. Like uh, well, not easy, but there's a, like a system. So you go on like diary directory. I have a subscription, find emails via that. Um, and then I will um, use uh, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then there's a website. Oh, what is it called? I think Hunter. Hunter.io. And you can kind of... Um, figure out people's email address. Like, yeah, figure out the email address. My emails are really short. They are like three paragraphs. It's... Hi, uh, I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, the next paragraph will be like who I've worked with, yeah. and I'll hyperlink like maybe three at most relevant brands and the portfolio from that brand. Yeah. Um, and then I'll finish it off with I can like offer content services, campaigns, like content suites. Um, cause me and my team sometimes do like we'll be at a brand. Uh, so take for example like a brand called Milk Makeup. So we've done like, I've worked with um, the PR agency you look after him called Scene and we'll create like a content suite. Mm-hmm. So like we're like, shoot, I'm shooting the content and they've got a Digitech on site who's like editing it live on site and then we'll airdrop it to like influencers or mm-hmm. members of the public type thing that creating content basically. Um, or to, if you want traditional ad campaigns, I'm like, I can do bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. And then 
it's really really short as well it's like yeah. three paragraphs to the point which is really um, important yeah, yeah yeah like i look at it because i get emails all the time mm-hmm. and from like if it's like people like students and things like that and if they're like wordy emails sometimes i'm like oh my god this is 500 words yeah uh, and it's just just don't realistically have time to be sitting through like a 500 word email no um to be like reading it and then you know so i'm like three and you know most of the time i say i get a response if i find the right person yeah and it, it, that's half the battle finding the right person but yeah. that's generally how we do it diary directory linkedin searching for the people and then using that hunter.io to like figure out the email address and like have Amazing. a little play around and sometimes like oh my god i spent last week i was trying to get in touch with a producer at an ad agency and i think i spent an hour trying out email variations and everyone kept bouncing yeah and then eventually realized that they had left the company and i was like oh i give up i so know I, just was like, I have days like that too where i've been like spent an hour and a half typing an email address in type trying yeah, all different yeah, different yeah. combinations and it's just not yeah, yeah, working yeah. and you just, just give up after a while sometimes i'll call yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll try and get and speak to someone and be like i'm desperately trying to email this person who what is their email address and you'd be surprised most of the time they give it to you yeah 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 you just got to like sort of um I'm I'm not shy to send an email to like mm. cold email to come up with a pitch or an idea or yeah um, I'm quite proactive. The only thing that's difficult is if you've got work on as well because obviously yeah. you have to do your work. So that I have been like looking to like maybe if I can get an agent just to send the emails for me. Like I just kind of need someone to like yeah you've send got enough work that it makes sense. Um. Yeah, and also, but to be honest, like, um, you know, you always want more or you want bigger stuff. And um, and also, like, I'm very, um, like, so basically, each year, I'll start the year and I'll be like, okay, we have to grow and build on what the previous year. So when I started five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was just creating content for influencers. And then I was like, okay. And then it started to move into brands. Mm -hmm. And then I was creating social content for brands and influencers. And then I got like an ad campaign and I was like, okay, so now I need to start transitioning into doing just working with brands and not working with as many influencers, like creating their daily content type thing. Um, So I kind of shied away from that. And then uh obviously i do like i've got like people like a few people who i'll kind of create content yeah. for every now and then if they've got like a sponsored job that they want like a cool mm-hmm. concept for or something or like um definitely but yeah. it's because you're like now the, shooting for like brimmel and um, a few of the brands yeah, like, the yeah. beauty companies so, you're shooting for are amazing yeah so um it's now progressed into because it needs to progress and because you know like as i'm getting older i'm like right well i don't I want to be booking bigger jobs, more money. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got like yeah. financial goals or like business goals. Cause it, you still look at it. It's not just, uh, oh, I'm just doing this sort of like hobby. Mm. It's like, um, it's a business. Like I want to, you know, you need to make money and you need to yeah. book good campaigns and negotiate the right fees and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, um, it's kind of like progresses and then things like, for example, a few years ago, if I was like messaging Leone, it, to like oh do you want to shoot something for your instagram and yeah but much now it's kind of like i'd love to put this person and shoot with this talent and what can i also offer them because i want to offer them something decent whether it's a commercial job whether it's uh, and sometimes it's a commercial job like i worked with 
um, an influencer called uh, Melissa, she her Instagram's like Melissa's Wardrobe and she's Stormzy stylist. Okay. And that was very much like, I've seen her some, and I messaged the PR at Ted Baker and I was like, found this girl, she's absolutely amazing. I really, really want her on the job. We were doing a good job on the Monday and I, we needed a, another person. I found her on like the Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we try and get her on the job now? And so within like an hour, she's, I think she said she had like five missed calls from like different people because I messaged people trying to get in contact with her and then the <laughs> PR was getting in contact with her agent. Her agent was trying to get, and everyone was like, we need you on the job. Literally got to get the contract signed, negotiated all by like the end of the day. So um, now it's like, I want to be able to offer people using my contacts, yeah. you know, either jobs or really the press that's like worthwhile. And the Marie Claire was really worthwhile to Leone. It's a really, really high end publication. Yeah. Um, it's during fashion week. It's with really luxury high end brands that she's getting to wear. And that's good obviously for, um her as well to you know be wearing those brands and get impressed for those brands all the brands were so happy like i the following a few weeks later literally like last week i was with monona blanick um and they were like uh oh we love the marie claire piece they're like the shot on the fireplace we're like we love it love it so much (laughs) and then that's really great because then that starts a conversation with the brand because they're like oh we love that so we want like what can we do yeah. Um, obviously, right now we're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but that just shows, it, like, everyone always wonders why testing or editorial is so important, and it's because yeah. that is how you get booked for commercial jobs. Yeah, it's like a mixture. Like, because I mean, the reason I was doing it, so I did the glamour story, and then I've done short for like Grazia and things like that. But generally, I don't do editorial. Generally, unless it's like more commercial, my portfolio is really, yeah. really commercial. Um, and I even had like a meeting recently and it was with like a mag. And then um, it was like, oh yeah, your portfolio is like pretty commercial. Um, but uh, that's fine. That's, like, that's uh, great. I obviously, I need to make money. So uh, yeah, but at the same time, obviously, some people shoot a lot of editorial because you want to get your own creative ideas out there and yeah. you want to sort of, yeah. But to be honest, I think um, my thing is, I think like testing, especially when you're like sort of starting out, yeah, it can be really, really important because you're trying to generate that content. Yeah. Um, and I think my way of testing eventually stopped being with models and eventually started being, I guess, with influencers. Because mm-hmm. again, that was of more commercial value to me because then you're coming, you're getting a lot of like, I know people hate the word exposure, no, um, but you true. are, you've actually, you know, you actually have to get, you know, when people like, obviously you, you don't want to be the, have the mickey taken, do you? You don't want to like be working free for everything, but sometimes you've got to be like, you know what? No, this is a good opportunity to work yeah, for definitely. free. And uh, because I think there's going to be commercial opportunities from it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And let's just talk quickly about how you find your team on set. So I think you've probably worked with the same people quite a lot, but how do you go about finding the people that you have on set, be it your videographer or your assistants? Um, assistants, I, it's all through recommendation. I don't, <laughs> this, I don't have any, I hope that some of this is useful because you're like, how do you, I'm like, uh, I send a WhatsApp, I send a DM. <laughs> um, Oh, like it sounds bad. Oh, it's uh, great because it means that you are very good at building connections and making strong connections that are useful oh, to yeah, you and very. It's, 
And that What's is what the job is. Yeah, 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 for sure. So like assistants, I do not take on an assistant unless they're recommended mm-hmm. via another assistant I've worked with. Yeah. It started with um, a uni friend. Uh, basically, I had a job come up for initially okay initially I had a job come up for GHD and I was like okay it was a huge campaign I didn't get it but I was like I need um assistance and then um my friend at uni was assisting big photographers yeah and um I messaged him like hey mate I need an assistant so he like put me in contact with some people who then and then so uh I didn't get that job but had the contact of someone already mm-hmm. and then I did a Rimmel job with him a few months later and got a Rimmel campaign for like uh it was like for a lipstick thing and um so then from then that was like I started working with um Harry who was uh and then he uh put me in touch with other assistants who I needed for other jobs yeah and it kind of just um went from there and kind of because the assistants all have like a network of people they work with on yeah. other jobs um you have to take recommendations and then um the video guys um how basically there's a couple of video teams i work with one are called we are the creative and i met marco who runs that company i met him on a john frieda campaign i did with jim chapman yeah um so again i didn't uh i half organized that production like Mm -hmm. i I organized half of it the set designer and all the concepts and stuff and then um met him and then my the other videographer who i worked with marie claire and i get him on a lot of jobs he's called dan french i mentioned earlier i met him when i was shooting a content job for milk makeup and he is the boyfriend of the pr who works for scene and he's incredible like he's so so good and yeah so it's kind of just i guess it's through again word of mouth people and and then like you if i've got a job come up and i'm like oh like someone will be good for that um yeah because even recently um there's a a youtuber and singer called sarah close and i met her when i was at winter wonderland with alfie and zoe and then she was looking for a videographer and i was like oh you need to work with my friend dan so I put him in touch mm-hmm. and then he like messaged me on Instagram. She was like, Oh my God, Dan's amazing. I was like, I know, I know, I know. He's so good. And he like filmed a music video for her. So I think it is still kind of like someone knows someone who knows someone. Yeah. And, they, and usually if like my assistants are booked, um, then uh, I can usually text them and say, can you find me an assistant? Yeah. And they'll use it for me and then they'll um, put me in touch. And amazing. Cause you're working on like big productions or you're working on expensive, like I need people who, you know so unfortunately i never like take a cv no i wouldn't sure. i just wouldn't because i need to you need, uh, and i know that sucks and that's not maybe not very helpful but um i usually find that they have networks i guess everyone has a network don't yeah they? yeah definitely but, like i guess like they have like a whatsapp group and they'll have like people who they've worked with and then they can recommend yeah, around definitely you know? so yeah generally it's um it's just been like word of mouth really Okay, and if you were to give aspiring fashion photographers some advice right now, what would it yeah. be? Uh, so, 
own your own email address. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I I do. It's a it is a pet hate when someone doesn't own their own email address. I just think it looks really professional. Yeah. Um, and I think think about your personal branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, uh, and th- to be fair, this is something I think Dom Smalls, the head of Gleam, said is like when they're representing talent, everything they do needs to be thought about because it's an extension and representation of the talent they're representing. So yeah. it needs a, it's a whole experience. So I always think like when I'm doing my emails, my website, my even down to my WeTransfer. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a branded WeTransfer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my WeTransfer is fully branded. Uh, Twitter, everything. Like it's all cohesive, fully branded. Mm-hmm. Um, same logo across everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, my WeTransfer is like fully branded as well. Um, and I think you need to think when you're like doing your Instagram, you need to think commercially. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I'm doing my Instagram, I'm always trying to make sure I've tagged a brand who I've been working with. Um, it's constantly tagging like um, work you're doing, good models, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even like I said, little things down to the we transfer. It's kylegalvin.wetransfer.com or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's got, like my logo on, and then even down to um, the picture. So I've got like a picture, and it's. Uh, Victoria McGrath for Glamour magazine like so they know what the it's always hammering home like a strong commercial job yeah so people feel it's all very professional yeah um and what else would I say um I wouldn't really bother spending like doing editorial for like unknown magazines personally because okay. I think I just don't think people really care mm-hmm. um I don't think it makes much of a difference. It just doesn't, I don't personally think it really helps the portfolio because I don't, I think unless it's like a real mainstream magazine, I think like there's a lot of like these indie or like small online magazines. So I think I would just say rather just test, but test with really good clothes. So whether you're, um, so some like some brands now, there's companies where you can rent your clothes. Yeah. Uh, so it's like rent your wardrobe. So I would rent a nice Erdem dress, a nice Gucci dress, a nice like Bowman suit. Like I'd rent those pieces. So you're shooting really, really good fashion mm-hmm. and you're getting good wardrobe because if you've worked for an unknown magazine that sort of a few hundred people read, that I just don't think it's not really adding anything to your portfolio. It's not the same as when you've got like a big mainstream magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't think, obviously I totally get that. Like, and Atlas is a lovely example of it grew, it's grown into like a big um, online platform. It gets lots and lots of readers. Um, I just think though, like you want, you want names on the CV that people recognize. Yeah, for sure. So, I, and I think. The only thing I would say. To, with that is that if someone who's listening is just getting started, like they have never shot anything for any editorial before, I think that getting your first few, like even if it's just for getting used to the process, that can be really useful. But I I agree, there's no point in doing that for five years. No, I think your, your best thing, to be honest, would be to like work for 
actually maybe intern at a magazine or something where you can actually see like how it's all done professionally. Yeah. So I think that's what you like, just because you're say doing a photography degree or something, I think don't just think like, oh, I'm only going to get work experience doing photography things, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, the more wider knowledge you have of how everything works, whether you're work, you've interned at a PR agency, whether you're interned at like a magazine, if you can see how it's professionally done, then you can apply those professional principles to yeah. your own sort of thing. Um, but testing, working with influencers, there's lots of influencers, especially smaller ones, you know what I mean, who... And that's probably like, that would be good because they're working with brands, even if they've got like 10, 20,000 uh, followers, they're kind of working with a lot of like good brands. And then perhaps you can somehow, the PR might see that you worked for that like influencer and they might need, I don't know, like a little bit of work done and they might email and say, oh, I saw your work, really loved mm -hmm. it. Uh, are you interested in doing work for us type thing? Yeah. That's what, I didn't really do editorial when like, um a few years back to be honest it was more i was working with good influencers yeah and then um because of working with those good influencers brands were like oh yeah we follow such and such and most of the time like oh i saw your work with such and such and we've invited her on a press trip do you want to come along because you know these people and you can help create content on the press trip yeah um so i think look for the new generation of what's kind of kind of coming up yeah um I would focus on a branding, make sure you've got, you own everything, make sure you've got your own domain for yeah. email, for website. And when on your Instagram, your Instagram is like a big sort of portfolio representation. Mm -hmm. So think about the layout of that and think about how the colors coordinate and accent each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and just Amazing. kind of, messaging networking type yeah. thing hopefully that helps that's kind that, of like good yeah that's uh, amazing that and where can everyone <laughs> keep in touch with you and like what's your website and your instagram and stuff so my website is kylegalvin.com yeah um, also seo make sure you've got good seo yeah. um and uh my instagram is kylegalvin underscore my twitter is kylegalvin underscore so it's the same perfect um yeah and i think that's where everyone can find it <laughs> Thank you so much. Did you know that I have an Amazon shop where you can actually browse all the gear and the books that I recommend? I get asked all the time what camera I use to shoot with, what lens I'm using, or where I buy my film, or recently what book I'm reading. And now I can show you all in one place. If you do take a look and you buy anything, I I get a small commission from Amazon and that helps me so much with all the content I produce for you guys for free. I love creating this podcast, but it does take a lot of time. So if I get any commission from anything you buy through Amazon, it makes a world of difference to me. So next time you need a new book to read or you want to buy a new lens, maybe think about heading to my Amazon shop and buying something through there. The link is amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Olivia Bossett or you can just click the link in the show notes and head to it there. Thank you so much.